Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, success is in your sphere. New book from a local entrepreneur who has made it big. I, I hate to say, you know, the best business development people in the world, especially many you know, here in Washington, know that you, know, you don't approach someone trying to squeeze a transaction out of them. You're trying to build a relationship so the, when the moment arises, when there is the transaction opportunity, when there is something you need, they're ready to act on it. Our next guest believes that relationships are our most important asset. Okay, that's great. So how do you build relationships that are lasting and meaningful, particularly here in D.C., where so many of our relationships, frankly, are transactional in some way? Zvi Band, who's with us in the studio today, is a successful entrepreneur who just added to his resume by taking the time to release a new book called Success is in Your Sphere. He wrote it to help every entrepreneur, aspiring professional. He cares a lot about DC tech, and I'm very excited to have him with us today. Zvi, great to see you. Jonathan, thanks so much for having me. Well, hats off to you, my friend, for finding the time to write a book. I've always admired that in my friends. But tell us a bit about the book. What, what about bringing strategy to relationship marketing? Isn't that counterintuitive? I mean, strategy, relationships. How do, how do they work together? Let's face it, you know, people do business with people they know. And as humans, we're wired to rely on social connections in order to figure out who to work with, who to trust, how to not get eaten. The problem is humans can only track around 150 people in their head. You know, that's uh, Dunbar's number. So when it comes to you know, nowadays when we can work with anyone around the world, but anyone around the world can work with anyone around the world, we need, we need to be much more intentional about staying in touch with the people that we care about. Like take LinkedIn, for example, right? I hate to say, go on LinkedIn and, you know, pull up any random contact. And if they reached out and asked you for $20, you know, would you lend it to them? And more importantly, if you were in a time where you needed $20 from them, would they? And so that's why I think we need to be much more strategic around staying in touch with the relationships that are going to be critical for our business or our career. It's interesting to me because you mentioned LinkedIn. I'm a target for a lot of LinkedIn requests. And the way I manage it is unless I've had some sort of relationship with you in the physical world, I don't accept. But a lot of people seem to think that online you should just connect with people and it becomes burdensome. You can never possibly keep up. So how do you how do you make sure you're in that top 150 people that you're in top mind without it appearing like you're a stalker or somehow asking for things when you're not, you know what I mean? It's like people are so, why are you bothering me? How do you, how do you manage that? And you're right. I mean, nowadays we're almost geared towards going a mile wide, but an inch deep, you know, having thousands of connections, but, you know, not really knowing any of them really well. And so I think when it comes to identify, once you've identified, you know, a certain set of relationships or certain people that you do want to stay in touch with, you know, we tend to think about it, it's all about following up and, you know, bugging them and staying in touch and staying top of mind. But in truth, you know, what we want to make sure is we want to build a relationship that goes beyond that transaction. You know, we want to build friendships. We want to build allies. You know, for customers, it means it's not just making sure that they renew, but it's making sure that, you know, that their business is successful and identifying other areas we can help. Um, if it's with professionals that we're working with, well, it's understanding their goals and maybe making connection. So it's really all about adding value to those relationships to stay top of mind. You know, I think that's key. I'll tell you that for me, the filter that I always use is somebody comes inbound who I don't know. First of all, I don't know them. I'm probably not going to engage unless they come through a trusted referral source of some sort to help legitimize them. But if somebody comes in and says, hey, I want to pick your brain, 
what's in it for me? You know, I'm sure you'd like to pick my brain. I, I, I pick away, but I'm sorry, I have other things to do. Come inbound with something that's mutually valuable. Otherwise, is why spend the time? So how does somebody in a non-forced way get into a relationship with somebody from a standing start and establish this value creation that can lead to a lasting long-term customer or professional relationship? Yeah, well, I mean, you you mentioned one one of the key things there, which is find a mutual connection or find some kind of social proof between the two. Um, I think once you've identified certain relationships that you want to be staying engaged with, um, intelligence becomes really important. Um, and that's not just, you know, doing your online research, but it is when you connect them or you meet with them at, for at, for coffee or something like that. You know, you find that most people are pretty open these days, you know, when it comes to grabbing coffee and picking their brain. Um, but remembering those small little things, remembering about their kids, remembering about their goals for the year, uh, remembering what their business issues are and trying to find ways to solve that. At the end of the day, you know, there's also nothing wrong with just, you know, showing that you care about someone, showing that you stay top of mind. So, yeah, if I were to reach out to you, Jonathan, saying, hey, I really loved your last episode. Um, this was you know, is a really great topic. Um, I'd love to introduce you to a few other guests that I think would be great. They're great entrepreneurs that most people don't know about. You'd probably go, oh, OK, I'll bite. You know, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more. This person's demonstrated that they care about me, that they're not trying to get something out of me. It's amazing to me how easy it is to tr to separate the people who truly want a relationship from people who just want a transaction. Because people want a transaction, they don't want to waste their time. Yep, and I I hate to say, you know, the best business development people in the world, especially many you know here in Washington, know that you know you don't approach someone trying to squeeze a transaction out of them. You're trying to build a relationship. So the when the moment arises, when there is the transaction opportunity, when there is something you need, they're ready to act on it. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. Before um, we close up today, you recently successfully stole, sold your business, and it's always a great thing when an entrepreneur gets to the to the exit. Can you give our listeners some advice for how to emulate your success? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyone at you know getting to some certain level of success could always pontificate about all the great things that they should do, et cetera. And you know, many failed entrepreneurs like you know, would sometimes say the same thing. I do think at the end of the day, one of the things that was most critical for us um, with Contactually and our successful acquisition is from day one, we developed a bias for action, um, which meant that no matter how much adversity, no matter how much failure we had encountered, you know, even if I had gotten rejected from four investors over the course of a 24-hour period, I'd still wake up the next morning and go pitch the fifth. Um, so I think that was critical for us. And I always noticed that our team, even if it it felt like it wasn't the right decision they were making. We made the decision and we moved on. Relentless execution, it sounds like. Is success different from what you thought it was going to be when you started your journey? I wish I wish I paid a little bit more attention to you know, other entrepreneurs who have achieved you know, some kind of exit. And you, you and I have heard this a lot, that you're the value or the joy or the pleasure is in the journey, not in, not in the outcome. And true enough, you know, I, I sat the moment the deal was signed, you know, there was a email that was, you know, CC'd, you know, 20 different lawyers and bankers and all these different people involved. And I was like, okay, is that it? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. what's next? I mean, luckily, like, I've got a number of exciting things moving on, you know, at the acquired company with the book, et cetera. But truly, I, it, it kind of ref it helped me reflect that the amazing part about this experience for the past seven and a half years was the seven and a half years and not the end state. Which, again, is why I tend to see entrepreneurs be serial entrepreneurs. We 
We just can't stop, can we? Oh no, I, I'm I'm screwed. I'm sorry for my wife and family, but I'm going out and doing, doing this again. Uh, and we'll be watching and and hoping for the best for you, Zvi. It's it's great. In the meantime, you've written this book, and uh, all the entrepreneurs in town really benefit from it. So thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. So check out Zvi's new book. Success is in your sphere. Thank you to the Greater Washington Board of Trade. The Greater Washington Board of Trade represents leading businesses, nonprofit organizations, and academic institutions, and has helped shape the development of our region for over 130 years. Visit boardoftrade.org to learn how a Board of Trade membership can help your organization succeed in this rapidly changing marketplace. Thanks to Auric, an international law firm that focuses on technology, energy, and infrastructure finance. Clients worldwide call on it for forward-looking commercial advice on transactions, litigation, and compliance. Learn more at auric.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.